What's up, folks? Back. It's the Wild Conjecture Welcome Podcast. Back. And today, we are the Wild Conjecture Podcast. Thank you. We are for the being hosts here. of the show. <laughs> Wild Conjecture. <laughs> um, and today, we are talking about philosophy. Yeah, the robot yes. voice has nothing to do with the time. Well, well maybe AI is the future of philosophy. Brains are no longer right. useful. That's sort of um, yeah. Like AI is has got to be like the most the hottest philosophical topic of the day. It I does. Uh, Tom, well, why don't I'm, you why don't I'm you kick us off? S- Tell us what philosophy is, so we can yeah, frame get, the users. Read us up the def. Right, well, def after going. I read the definition, I'm going to argue about the uh, AI thing. There, philosophy okay. is. Philosophy, that's how it's pronounced. The study of the fundamental nature of knowledge, reality, and existence, especially mm. when considered as an academic discipline. Okay. Yep. Speak the people's then, well, here's, language. Here's, can, Speak here, the people's language on here that. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. What is a simple definition of philosophy? Yeah. Philosophy is a way of thinking about the world, the universe, and society. It wor- it, I think at the root, it's, it's, it works by asking basic questions. I think that's the, the I saw somewhere else that that was like kind of the root of it is questioning. So in a and sense, seeking questioning and seeking truth to understand the world. So to I would understand your understand your reality around you. I would say that our yeah. philosophy, collectively speaking, is wild conjecture. That's how we seek to understand the world. We just conject wildly. Is Honestly, that I think that's I would agree. very true. I think this pod is is you know largely based on a philosophical. Approach yeah, to namely to yeah to, to take know. a topic and be like just speculate wow yeah yeah honestly that's quicker yeah it's so much that's quicker why, plus that's why like, it's more convenient we're entitled to being holding strongly held beliefs that are not grounded in fact that is our philosophy right I have a question about philosophy okay. when uh you know like ki- kids can get degrees in philosophy you can have PhDs in philosophy. Is that like they're teaching them how to ask the right questions or are they, is it like also part history, part, part like teaching your brain how to think like a philosopher? You know what I are mean? You like, asking, Cause you could like, be what a philosopher f- without a degree in philosophy, mm. right? Oh yeah. I of mean, course you can. I mean, most of them yeah. weren't like Aristotle. Right. Yeah, exactly. right. Ever heard of him guys? <laughs> ever heard of him yeah no so he here's a question for you tom you have a phd doesn't right. phd stand for like doctorate of philosophy or something like that isn't there some confusing That's thing about that i was yeah it's kind of embarrassing because i was trying to look up i was like <laughs> shit what does it stand for again <laughs> philosophy doctor i yeah. don't think that's right <laughs> no yeah um yeah, it stands for what you said. Yeah. What did you say again? So, doctorate in philosophy. So you're like, yeah, I have right. a phys- yeah. I have a doctorate of philosophy in physics. Well, so, it's not physics, but no, I'm saying you is, could say that. You, but then what Matt's saying is you right. could say I have a doctorate of philosophy in you philosophy. You have a doctorate in philosophy. You could have a doctorate of philosophy in philosophy. So yeah. what PhD stands for is like doctorate of philosophy. Yeah. Is what sure. we're is what oh. we're saying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't know that. No, that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. just. Con- that's, that's what, what that's I'm what entering it... into the conversation here. That little nugget of knowledge, which yeah, is that's that's wow. Eighty yeah. percent. My mind is eighty percent right pro- true. Is my guess? I don't know. Well, my internet's really slow, so I can't look it up. Eighty percent accuracy. I'm very embarrassed that I don't know it. <laughs> but right. I don't really care. But that no. Much. But back to your point, Matt. I think definitely you can yeah. be a philosopher. Like 
Probably some of the greatest yeah, philosophers yeah. we've had did not. Oh, it's very yeah, doctor of philosophy. Yeah, I, yeah. So stupid. Of as I said, um, please don't take it away, Ohio State. Ooh, for that gaff. Isn't it called the oh, Ohio just, State? Oh, take take away yours. <laughs> yeah, after that gaff. Um, oh, big time it, gaff. They do call. They like to call themselves the Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I dislike that because it seems a little pompous. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, you can have a doctor yeah, of philosophy in philosophy. Yeah, and what does that person? What do they do? I, did you guys? Did you guys take a philosophy? I took a class? lot. I did. I took a lot of them. You took yeah, a lot I of them. them. I took. I think I took maybe one or two. So was it largely, ba- it, largely based on like, like historically, you know, these are this is how philosophy came mm-hmm. to be. These are certain philosophers. These and their ideas. Mm-hmm. Let's like let's extrapolate how they got to where they got to i i think it's like it's kind of like any topic where like you know i'm most familiar with economics for example so there's like the history of economic thought class there's the micro class there's the macro class there's the urban you know what i mean so i think in philosophy the classes that i took were like like what i took was a class on nietzsche nietzsche thinking how he thought about the ancient Greeks. That was the whole class. Didn't totally realize that till I was pretty deep into it. But, um, <laughs> so it's like, you could even have that lens of like, I how in did one class. famous philosopher think about other famous philosophers? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, yeah. so I would say, I would say some of it is like grounding you in what their thoughts were, but then a lot of it's like maybe thinking about how it could be applied in today's world or, you know, anything really. I right. think, it's really I think a cool, lot of it, though. yeah, a lot of it is kind of like about the history because, I mean, it's a, it's, it's questioning what came before often. I mean, the first philosophers just kind of had to make it up in the spot, like yeah, for sure. But it, I think mm-hmm. a lot of philosophy is like a look back, or like okay, this is what they thought. Here's what you know. I think that's right, but I think you know maybe they should add a little bit of this. And yeah, blah, blah. yeah. When it's like explaining but, how to your point earlier, like it helps us understand and think about life. And what's going on? Yeah. In a way, right. I think it's kind of like the most indulgent, like field of study in a sense, because it's like purely right. for the sake of being like having like a better life of like better understanding, enlightenment. Right. Right. Like, it has like is essentially it, right, no right. survival. I, I, I be careful with That's this. It. Like no practical application. I mean, in a sense, it's the most practical study because it's like how do I live a fuller, better life? Right. But in another sense, it's like. It's yeah. almost like the cliche, like you have a you have an undergrad in philosophy, meaning like you're qualified to do nothing, basically. Um, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm right. being trying to be somewhat careful with that because I really enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it because it's like this is the opportunity to really just think about thinking, right? Like, yeah, and how yeah. other great thinkers thought, and other not meaning to include myself, just different great thinkers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took a philosophy class. It was like philosophy 101, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. And the teacher, you may have had him, Eddie. He's he's kind of like a shorter guy. Like He had like a um, Fred Armisen thing oh, going nice. on. And nice. he would be like, he'd like ask a question and he'd wait until someone answered it, like raised their hand to answer it. And he wouldn't like... He wouldn't move on to the next thing until someone. He did. can hold a silence. So like, mm. oh my god! It would like like no one I've ever. <laughs> that's a hard. That's seen a really before. hard thing to do. Forty-seven minutes like, later, he's so just waiting. What, so so so, what was Plato talking about here? 
Come on. Anybody? Come on. Come on. What do you, what do you, and he'd just wait. What do you, and he'd say, come on. He'd say, come on. Like yeah. that. I was, uh, yeah, he'd say, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'd like, answer, I'd like raise my hand and like, and just say just some to move it along. Because I'm just like, all right, let's yeah, just move yeah, it yeah, along yeah. here. You know, I, I when, when I was a tutor, I just thought that was a funny That's When awesome. I was like a math Stubborn. tutor, I, I tried to do that. Like, I would ask questions and like, let the silence ring out a little bit. I cannot yeah. handle that. Yeah. It's, it's an important like I just answer the teacher, question though. immediately. It's an important yeah. part of being a good teacher though. Right. Yeah. No, I think leaving space like for mm-hmm. silence in general, yeah. I think is okay. I think people people tend to get uh, like really uncomfortable with yeah. silence in the conversation or like especially if you're like talking to somebody that maybe you don't know very well or it's like yeah. a group of people you don't like silence can be this like crazy thing, but I think it's not that bad if you just right. if you're welcome to you know open to. I it. think in our society too, we don't even allow silence in our own minds. We're definitely we cannot not. be yeah. we cannot not. be bored. <clears throat> but there's such value in boredom for creativity. Mm. Although this is not the episode about boredom and well, it's and about silence. philosophy. But, well, I'd be careful about that. I don't know because I mean it, value in boredom. Well, I would say this could be an episode about boredom Maybe. in that it's it could be extremely boring to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Depending on whether we get on track here. Well, I, th- I think there's a difference between being bored and like, well, what am I trying to say? Like, I think if you're bored, that means that you don't have anything to like explore in, even in your own mind. Yeah. Like, if you're bored, then you're not really thinking very much about anything or... I, I don't know. That's a fair point. Mm. I don't know. But anyway. I, yeah. Uh, so I just, one, one of the things I like about um, philosophy, I'll just go and say that, is <laughs> uh, like the, the Socratic method. I, thought, I think that was something that was, that's really like uh, intuitive in many ways, but they like, you know, Socrates kind of coined or like, you know, created this. Why are you smiling, Tom? I, I don't know. Because I'm having, because I'm, I'm struggling. I'm on the struggle bus. No, today. it's all right. I'm sorry. No, no, no keep no, going. I, no, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't articulate anything. Um, yeah, you know, like it's simple. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, for a, sure. asking questions, answering them, asking more mm-hmm. questions to mm-hmm. like w- to get to a point with a group mm-hmm. of people. Like we we practice that every day in our workplaces in school yeah um, no we, you know in families family life yeah. friends yeah. you know that's how we get to conclusions yeah. i think that's like a really good point cuz it's it's about kind of the root of philosophy is about like questioning your reality around you cuz like a lot of times people don't question and that's a pro- that can be a problem mm-hmm. and like people take what they've been yeah. told as gospel and they're like okay but then if you like, you know, start to really, you know, like that, like that, the, yeah, it's actually quite dangerous. The trope of like the, to not question very, I think. the trope of yeah. like the, the, the very curious kid that just keeps asking why. Mm-hmm. And then, right. That's, you know, yeah, that kids, can kids really delve into philosophical. It can really get to the, the micro thing of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, I would argue that like philosophy is pretty crucial to, 
um, progress. Yeah, like uh, to Eddie's point about being, you know, maybe not necessary for survival. I don't know if that's exactly his wording, but definitely not. I think mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> that's what you're sort of alluding. Are you studying no, I'm, for I'm, an exam? I, I just <laughs> Eddie has a book out, and he's just been like quietly. Well, like I said, this past, is like, pretty boring. Minutes. So I'm doing something else. And what, no, I'm just kidding. I just finished reading this book. Can you read that? Aristotle's oh, way. Yeah, Aristotle's so just way. finished this, wow. and I was looking for a quote. So nice. Aristotle was like, "This book is about like this is a, a famous philosopher in the UK, I guess, who's." who's kind of an expert on Aristotle. She wrote this book where it's like, I thought, I thought you were saying Aristotle. No, <laughs> no, no, sorry. Sorry. The book, the author of the book, but it's like, she's like, Aristotle with a Aristotle cockney accent. A the idea is murder. like applying some of his right, stuff. So you got to think about things. Yeah. To, but I thought there's two, one interesting thing. I just wanted to read this to you guys. She says that few philosophers, yep. mystics, psychologists, or sociologists have ever done much more than reinstate Aristotle's fundamental perceptions. But he stated them first, better, more clearly, and a more his- holistic way than anyone subsequently. Each part of his prescription for being happy relates to a different phase of human life, but also, also intersects with all others. So the idea of this book is like, how can you use some of his... Like, it's almost like philosophy meets self-help, but the interesting thing about it, it was like, Mm. I mean, it's long and there's a lot in here, but the one thing that stuck out to me was like, uh, one of the pieces in here was like that he believed that like intellectual pursuit or the ability to like engage your intellect was like one of the critical pieces of being happy. Um, and in the same sense, like identifying where your skills are, I'm paraphrasing somewhat badly here but essentially like i said identifying where your skills Mm -hmm. are where your talents are and then proactively taking steps to pursue them is like this path key path to finding some sense of more fulfillment and i think that's pretty interesting you know like how often are we not intellectually really engaged um you know in in our like work maybe or otherwise and like to what extent does that Mm -hmm. detract from us feeling happy or on a similar thing to what extent do we get onto a track that's not really aligned with our actual skills you know like maybe you're pretty yeah, good at this right, but it's not right. like really what you're drawn to do or something like that like this question around how do you feel yeah. fulfilled through your 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 vocation i guess your work whoa well i we're, yeah we're so there's so many like easy avenues of mm-hmm. distraction mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. um i think it's really hard it's it's probably harder for people to actually sit down and critically think about their lives and like their morals and their mm-hmm. values when you're just like you know bombarded with various ver- varieties of yeah. distractions yeah you know they come in all shapes and sizes and well i think it comes down it comes it relates back to that idea of like boredom like people don't they kind of just are like shoot i don't i don't want the silence in my head i i just want you know i want to be able to like always yeah. be you know looking at something i don't want to i don't know what you know i mean i i i engage in this too and i don't know what i'm afraid of like mm-hmm. um you know in terms of just like just sitting and not doing anything mm-hmm. or or not even mm-hmm. allowing myself to think about, you know, I guess uh, philosophy things. But I mean, it's so, like in some sense. Term. In, when I when I like when I think about that, like 
identifying my microphone. something you're good at philosophy and like taking steps to pursue that position uh, yourself to do that i feel like kind of one of the most like quintessential examples would be like getting a phd in something doing something that like tom you have this experience so i'm sort of speaking to you right like you identified yeah, yeah, you have yeah, a unique skill set and then you've taken steps and mm-hmm. gone through the process to set yourself up to be in a role where your job is to to some extent like explore that right yeah, yeah. Does that? Mm-hmm. I mean, did yeah. that? Was that ever part of your process when you were, like, when you were thinking about your options after like finishing your undergrad? Yeah. Obviously, you could have done something in industry or whatever. I mean, right. was it? I, I think at the time I was like leaving college, it, the market was a little bit wild for jobs, so I was like, Ooh. Mm-hmm. and then uh, in addition to that, I think my perception of jobs, <laughs> um, right after college. Or that they would be kind of sitting at a desk or there'd be some repetitiveness to right. it or some kind of thing that I would find boring. You wouldn't be able to engage your mind. Right. right. And I just was like, yeah. uh, not, I don't want that. Yeah. And then and so, yeah, just the the path of you know staying in science and a lot of it, just, I love learning mm-hmm. just in general. See, I think that's like and exactly like, the mm-hmm. point, right? Like that happiness linked to this ability to engage your intellect, right? Like- at whatever right. your level your intellect is at, it doesn't mean you have to be a genius. To, you know what I mean? Like even no, at varying no, degrees, if even if you have right. lower than average or average or above average, like anybody can be pushing themselves intellectually wherever they're at. You know? Right. I think that's why I like podcasts so much because, like, we can engage with podcasts um, in moments where we otherwise might yeah be mm-hmm. bored. They're great opportunities like, for learning too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like history podcasts. I mean, yeah, there's there's so much. Yeah, there's so much. That Actually, you can, that you well, can and like absorb. to that point. Like, of, oh, go ahead, Tom. <clears throat> I was going to say, speaking of podcasts, I should shout this out because we are talking about philosophy, and there's a really good philosophy podcast that I started to listen to uh, on my commutes. It was called Philosophize This, mm. and he just nice. he takes the historical approach, and he just he starts from like, in his view, or I guess the the common view of the beginnings of philosophy mm-hmm. and just takes a philosopher each episode or, you know, ev- or just philosophical group of philosophers or whatever. And, you know, discusses mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's cool. And, uh, that was, and that's a, yeah, I mean, that's another way to sort of engage in that, that higher, that higher thing. I mean, do you think like some people, I would say most people aren't able to get into a situation like you're in time where they're like, maybe going to a level where they feel like maybe they're pushing themselves through their work, you know, in terms of getting like, maybe they know they're interested in something, but just for a, a millions of reasons, right? Like we can't always pursue what we're interested in and right. or what really challenges yeah. us. Cause I think, right. I mean, there's lots of different statistics, but like the percentage of employees that are engaged is like in the low twenties or something like that, you know, that report being engaged in their work and mm-hmm. stuff. And some of that's just like, like a, mentally engaged. Yeah. Or like just, yeah, actively engaged. I don't know exactly how you qualify it, but essentially like there, I, I take it to mean like they're not, you know, if it's not something they're interested in or, you know, challenged by or whatever. Um, but I guess my mm-hmm. question right. is like, as it relates to, does that mean we're basically doomed to being unhappy? If we take the premise that, in order to be happy, you have to be intellectually engaged. And then we also note that most people are not engaged in their work. 
Does that mean we're bound to be unhappy? Right. That's assuming that the intellectual part is necessary. For right. Happiness. If you, right, I'm sure right, if you take multiple that multiple components. Yeah. I think there's multiple right. components of, of happiness, but I think also with every single job mm. that exists yeah. Yeah. in the whole there's some things history, that suck. There's some things that suck. For sure. But there's like there's like a range, and then right? I mean, to some, yeah, you could have a job yeah. that's like 10% interesting suck. and challenging oh, yeah. or right. whatever. But I guess my point was to say, if we, if we take that premise as being partly true, and maybe we don't have to, but then it seems like, to Matt's point around the podcast and stuff, maybe there's ways to pursue it outside of your actual work, right? Like you can, you can, oh, yeah. you can engage yourself, push yourself through your hobbies, through... You know what I mean? And like, Matt, you have like, yeah, seems like endless things that you're engaged in. I'm curious. No, seriously. Like you, you always have like different things yeah. going on and you know, like you stay really active yeah. outside of, of pans in the fry. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of pans. In to the, what extent do you think that is linked to your, you know, how you feel satisfied in your work or whatever, or your life rather? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think I've developed, I think I've always been this way though, like somewhat of like a hobbyist like lifestyle where I've just like Hell yeah. I'm very curious about how how a lot of things mm-hmm. work and and I really love the uh the feeling of discovery mm-hmm. and and yeah. creation and big um, on I that. think yeah and and so like when you explore new territories you're kind of always in that like discovery mode and and you you know whether you take a lot from that um or not is maybe not mm-hmm. the point mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> because i've you it's know it's almost like you, i you, you enjoy the actual process of discovery and then as soon as you discover it you're like okay next thing or not um i i do yeah i don't know because i've never like for example i bought a uh, old shitty motorcycle that I could never really get working mm. right. And I studied a little mm. bit on it, but I like I got to this point where it was just like I, I would have needed to like really invest a shit ton mm. of time and energy and like brain power to get to a level where I could actually fix this thing. Because I even like, you know, my friends who knew oh, way more than <laughs> I did about it, like couldn't get it working. So like I reached this point where I was like, maybe that's it like you reach a threshold where you're like okay i know i know enough about this where it's like yeah yeah that's cool like yeah. i've dabbled like yeah. moving on to the next like one. you had enough like discovery there that you enjoyed uh, aspects of try struggling with it maybe yeah yeah but but to eddie's point like maybe that's taking away from like my you know um the focus of of my <clears throat> work like you know my yeah. life's work yeah or i mean something. Yeah. or anyone's yeah. life's work who is a hobbyist that likes to dabble in a lot of different things i guess like yeah. <clears throat> i like to dabble beating around the yeah the yeah. bush here to the question of like maybe like does it matter i guess does it matter and we can move on after this but does it matter what yeah. your <laughs> well, i have something to say after that oh but. well we're gonna move on i already said we will so <laughs> sorry no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Does it matter like if you if you are in a role or in a job or in a career that is not fulfilling to you is that ruinous to your happiness at some level do you think Um 
I don't think God, so. I think because yeah, I, I think because if you can engage in stuff outside, mm, then mm. you can get. It's harder because your job takes up a big chunk of of the week, of your but, life. You mean? Of your life. Well, you're yeah. you know your life's made up of weeks, but anyway, uh, mine is made um, up of days. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. I. Well, no, no, yeah. Just it, it, it would be. It would definitely put a damper on mm, the whole mm, thing. But mm. you could. I don't. I, it's hard to say mm. because I feel like I'm in a job that I don't have that experience. But right. yeah, it would be hard. I think nice, not impossible. I think not impossible. And there's got to be a way. There's got to be ways to engage. Mm. You know, if you mm. want to. Right. I would think like, you know, approaching your boss or whoever and, and seek out like other opportunities or something yeah. like that within Smart. your job. Um, but I, d- I do think it like if you're not engaged at your job, which is like, or you, you don't find some level of like fulfillment in it, I would, I would say find yeah. something else because that is a large chunk of your life. And like, if you're, if, if you're focusing on like the monetary aspect mm-hmm. of it or the like security aspect mm-hmm. of it, which is a big yeah. aspect, yeah. you know, like, like job security yeah. and, and knowing that you're going to be okay is like, yeah, that, that, that ties in yeah. happiness. No question. Time, no you question. Know? Th- your safety and your, and like Maslow's yeah. needs, like that's, that kind of takes precedent, I think. But um, if there's a way to get both or if like, I think that's where like, yeah that kind of like self-discovery, self-reflection, yeah. Yeah. philosophical yeah. thinking just internally comes into play yeah, big time. For sure. Well, I, th- I think, I feel like to that point, it's, I agree with you completely, but mm. I think it's tough because mm. there's a large group of, of, of people in the world that uh, I guess due to circumstances, education, socioeconomic situations, you know, systems, capitalistic systems, like keep them from, kind of being able like it just the the bar to get to a point where they could start like you know having a job that's a little bit more engaging is just so yeah, great for sure that that they right, can't even right. see it yeah it's, i mean i it's it yeah I, and so for people absolutely in those situations i can only i can literally only imagine mm-hmm. how how difficult it would be yeah in that no i think that's it's totally fine. fair because it's like and to like you hear something about like philosophy and you're like what the fuck i'm just trying to you know, eat my meal. Well, and that's you why enough money to eat meal. That was like my comment earlier. Right. on like, it's almost like the most indulgent thing to study like earlier, you know, because in a sense, it's like once everything else is, once all the other needs are met, then you have the opportunity to kind of think about like, what would a good life be? And like, how do you feel fulfilled? And you know, what is the right. yeah, it's almost like a blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So yeah, right. It's, it's almost like a luxury, yeah, yeah. which is, kind of crazy to be able to think in that 100%. sort of way have the time right and energy um to think uh, yeah like what would a good life be yeah i think that's a good time to take a a short break you guys we'll folks right think back. about what a good life would be we'll be back in we'll a few take minutes a break think about how you're gonna live your yeah, best how life you gonna live we'll that get. best life <laughs> we'll be back okay. Welcome back to the break. Wild conjecture conjecture. Still chatting philosophy. Still philosophizing, really. Well, this the thing that I found interesting about our top like as we were discussing it, I feel like philosophy is like a it's a slippery it's a slippery concept. Hmm. 
You, you try to grab it, and then we were. I mean, we were talking about. I mean, we were talk. We were talking about the ability to <laughs> even engage in philosophy. Mm, that's right. So we, we tried to grab that. it, and it slipped on our hands. You know, it's yeah. It's like a. It's like a a toddler in a, in a tantrum. Have you yeah. ever w- wiggles out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Interesting. It, what were you gonna say, Eddie? Have you ever? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Never there... have I ever. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thought critically about my life <laughs> and my place in the world. Well, that answers well, my think- question. One thing I was thinking about with philosophy as I was prepping for five seconds about this episode was like <laughs> how in the in the very beginning, like it literally was just like I don't know. I think the humans were just all around, like you know, doing what they do. Like I don't know, maybe farming at this point, and then they're like, mm-hmm. "Wait, what's what is this?" You know, at some point, yeah. and just like trying to figure out, like, understand the reality. And they're just, they had some crazy, like, before, I think, Aris, <laughs> like, that one lady said Aristotle was like, you know, she he kind of crystallized he was the first. it all. Yeah. Well, I don't, another thing is, I don't know if there were philosophers, like, you know, in different cultures that just, we don't have their writings. So who even knows? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's not just that, that group. The, uh, we have. But the thing is, like, all kinds of other. Oh, that's true. But famous um, philosophers, Middle Eastern philosophy, yeah. Indian Rumi philosophy, and everything Buddhist, else, and whatnot, Hindu, and alien, Asian, alien, African philosophy. Alien philosophy, philosophy is the wonder that was really not known <laughs> well enough. I would agree. Yeah, but like they had some I, kooky thoughts in the beginning. Let's just pivot to alien philosophy just for a few minutes to get to tie, <laughs> to tie out with our previous two episodes. What is alien oh. philosophy? Yeah, what is, is, it is, there, is don't don't is it take their philosophy there, or is what, it the philosophy about that aliens exist? No, I mean, what is the philosophy of the aliens? Like, what what's oh. their guiding principle in life? Right, because like I would say, we might be stuck in such live and let live, <laughs> live and let live. Like we're stuck in our own like what we think is you know. We're, the problem is, have you guys heard of the Overton window? No. Oh man, I love it when you I do out too. These, like, let's hear things it. that have a name and we've never yeah, heard let's of do it. The get Overton us, window. Get us in the Overton the, window, bro. The over- Have you guys heard of the olive branch? Well, it, it relates back to the alien philosophy because, like, it, you know, it's you a guys philosophy. Heard of olive Garden. <laughs> you know, when you hear your family, right? They have all-you-can-eat soup and breadsticks. That's a that's my philosophy. Ooh, that's Sorry. a good philosophy. What yeah. was it, Tom? What's, What's the, it Overton? the Overton window? Mm-hmm. Is the range of ideas tolerated in public discourse? Oh. And- oh, I like that. Very good. There's there's yeah. potential thoughts that are like you know. Outside the window. Outside of that. I mean, this is more for like, you know, uh, like political, like that's a great ideas and stuff. But I think it applies to philosophy too, because it's like, how can you even think about things that are outside of what is normally thought about? Yeah. So, I mean, we were joking about the alien thing, but this is definitely outside the Overton window, right? Like, do aliens have have a philosophy? Like, if they're See, it, the thing is, like, I keep going back to, like, well, what the fuck is philosophy? And I'm mm. like, I don't know. That, like, what that, would they think about? Not sure that why like, that's such an overwhelming so question for you. But I do think it's curious <laughs> to understand what the aliens would be thinking about. Like, would, like we, we, had, would we label? If, if you have, like, I'm just imagining, like, a crazy, like, someone like that we would, that we would label as crazy having, like, these thoughts that are focused on... You know, what if someone was like, what if I drew in blue marker on my wall for three years? Keep going. <laughs> Straight. Keep going. 
What? What? You better land this would shit, that boss. Improve my life? Would that? Would that improve my life? Like, is that outside the window? Because it's just like it's nonsense sounding. I don't know. I mean, that's the problem with. For me, it's tough because how can you wrap your head? Or, I mean, you know, if something's outside of what you normally think, it's hard to even entertain. Public. It's hard to I even think- entertain it in your own head because yeah. there's. I mean, the public discourse. Yeah, it's public, but mm. it's what you even allow yourself to think. Yeah, about like too, what would you privately? Bit like contemplate which could then become public or what would you what would you what would you not even allow yourself to consider wow whoa yeah i don't know well here's the what would you not even lo- allow yourself to consider probably like some pretty what's dark your, things things what's that are your, like illegal what's your permanent yeah. what's your overton window matt um <laughs> Don't answer that, man. Don't answer that. I don't know if I should. <laughs> Do not answer. No, that. I'm just kidding. It it's doesn't have to be like record. illicit. I'm just saying, like, I am not actually going to sit around and think about what aliens are thinking about. Like, that would be well outside my Overton window. Well, well I'm, I'm not saying you have to you, think what about the Overton window exists because because it's just so anything insane. outside of the public window is irrelevant. Are there? Yeah, like, are there examples? Are there like quintessential Overton windows that you can give us? Um. Any windows? Who was like, was it John Overton? He must have been named John. It was Joe Overton. No, it wasn't. Joseph P. Overton. Oh, it was. Oh my god, I was yeah. close though. Yeah, you got the J. Yeah. Uh, the degrees of acceptance of public ideas are roughly uh, unthinkable, radical, acceptable, sensible, popular, and policy. Yeah, so I'm thinking like radical ideas. So I think the blue, um, the blue marker idea is unthinkable because mm-hmm. it's just. It doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense. sense. Yeah, yeah. And it's not sense. It's well, not sensible. It's insensible. Mm-hmm. Unsensible. I would desensible. So I think that um, I don't know. You know but there are people who have radical Senseless. ideas that are probably outside of this Overton oh, window, for sure. and they become the new norm because they were bold and and oh yeah the, um, the, the overton window daring enough to think outside of it's malleable the window it, yeah you you can right? you that's i mean i think that's what some would argue maybe a lot of the uh, uh well maybe other you know the radical left or the radical right yeah, or who yeah. were to say they that's kind of part of the part of it I it's think. politics it's like, season so i'm thinking of like you know AOC and Bernie and whatnot is like, are they expanding the American Overton window at all? I mean, I realize Yo, globally yeah. speaking, they're probably not considered radical in every context, but yeah. here right. that's kind of radical. Yeah, for sure. And I think Trump as well. Oh, yeah, like, lot of, yeah. You know, Some people, the things that are acceptable to hear come from a president are now just like bonkers. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're just like used to a lot of, you know, crazy talk. I would say that we're like um, taking the Overton window into hyperdrive. We are? Us no, three? the Americans. Us Americans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Strap in, folks. <laughs> we're going into just, hyperdrive. Just stretching it out. We're going into hyperdrive. <laughs> More like Underton. <laughs> oh! Wow. Uh, wait, so, well, no, hang on. It's funny because it's. I think like, you know. Hang on. No, go ahead. <laughs> the window i think the window exists to expand the window for sure you know like i th- it's so funny to me that Big you know time. we have these like ways of like appropriate ways of of behaving and living that are acceptable and you're shunned either like you know 
uh, publicly or privately if you if you go against certain norms. But it's a lot of times it's the people that do go against them in productive ways, or maybe it's not so productive like at first, but then they have like a breakthrough, like and create like an invention mm-hmm. or create an idea that is radical, that sticks, that changes the the public shakes it up perception. Mm-hmm. Shakes mm-hmm. it up, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like rules. These rules are made to be broken, man. Mm-hmm. Right. It's well. Some people <laughs> can be labeled as conspiracy theorists. Oh, yeah. Drop back to the yeah. Old bring it back. Mm-hmm. Pod. Mm-hmm. Did that? Yeah. Would no, drop, I mean, by the way. Oh, um, it will, yeah, will be, be dropped. <laughs> That's yeah. a preview, folks. Well, it may be but, a post view because it may have dropped after this. We don't know oh, the, the yeah, timeline sorry. of the situation. Okay, that's that's a view. Here that's there. a nice view out the Overton window of this podcast. Let me well, it's here and there. Um, nice. I love this Overton yeah, window. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, Do you have any I, other things first... that we can riff on a little bit? Think of another great concept, Tom. Well, no, I still got to. <laughs> yeah. When I was, when I first thought of the, or when I first like heard about the Overton window, mm-hmm. it like kind of blew my mind. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's a little, um, you know, kind of takes your breath away in a, in a sense of like, Oh, sh- there is there shit I've not even like thought about mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. that I can hardly even conceive of. Yeah, like, philosophically, you know, policy wise, anything. Just like right, I'm because and that I I'm always afraid of that. And like, it's speaking of philosophy too. There's there's this idea that free will is not even a real like free will is an illusion. Mm-hmm. And you think about like right, like, are you kind of set on this track of thought? Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, I can make the random decision to like flick my uh, uh, cheek there and mm. th- no one told me to do that but or did they but Someone, like but, but on like grander schemes like you know yeah. my thought you know, my, is my thought in a sort of bounded realm well i think someone with that argument would argue that you know based on your chemical composition and everything that led you to where you are today you could predict that you were going to flick your face right there could you predict does like do that 100 percent accuracy i don't uh, i, I actually completely true. agree with matt you think that's pretty i predicted that i knew that oh. you were gonna flick your cheek <laughs> and then i knew you're right, gonna do well, it three times after that what am i gonna do right no i mean i think there's something to be said for that like to some extent we probably have we are mm, i don't know like we are probably do you get predestined for certain things right i guess yeah it's a dicey one to think. Sometimes it, philosophy can be dangerous because then you can like really think yourself in a real deep hole. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was going to touch on this for a second. You start messing um, up with your psyche. Would you, would, you think, would you think that Thich Nhat Hanh is a philosopher? He's got to be. I think he's yeah. like... Um, he's a Buddhist. He's a, he's a thinker. He's, a he's definitely a thinker. I mean, a, a leading mm-hmm. religious thinker, I guess. But yeah, philosopher, well, for sure. I was going to say that you fine. have to basically... You have to. Ooh, that brings up another point. You have to be in a safe space, comfortable <laughs> space, to allow yourself to think critically, like about yourself, about the world, about radical ideas. Right? Like you have to. At the end of the day, like you can't be afraid. Yeah. yeah. To think that That's way, great. can't philosophize and go as far as you possibly can't can, philosophize right? on an empty stomach. Because I think there are a lot of people who would. Um, you know, maybe start thinking that way and just be like, ooh, I'm, this is icky. I can't go there, yeah. you know? Yeah. What's the connection yeah. to Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, though? 
Oh, because he like the the thing that he uh this like mantra that like I carry with me every day is I just wanted to share. Hell yeah. Um yeah, I think you guys probably I probably both told both of you guys. Mm-hmm. Um but it's uh you know, breathing in, it's a just oh, a it's yeah. a the method of like um being in the present mm-hmm. moment uh to like put yourself back in the present and it's uh breathing in, I calm my body breathing out i smile yeah i love that yeah. and, i love and you, that quote you think that as you're breathing and it's it's just it's such a great it puts me in such a great place yeah. <laughs> you know like i'm i'm so calm i'm i'm present after that you yeah. know um that's a good one to share for the folks too that is a good one yeah, yeah. nice one every what nice. is it again say it again breathing in i calm my body breathing out i smile yeah do that folks mhm mhm yeah. Um. Yeah. What were we talking about before that about uh, aliens or no? It's the, always back to aliens, we, isn't it? It's so bad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what would aliens think? Like, what, well, when you were talking we about like what is aliens philosophy? Th- that made me that ask, like, joke, what though. the hell's? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, it brings a real thing. Like, what is our philosophy? Mm-hmm. What? How do you quantify that? What is our philosophy? Yeah. That well, I don't know the golden rule is that a philosophy? Also, is religion a philosophy? That's another thing I wanted to say. Hmm, that's a good question. Hmm, I think so because I think it's a view of is religion re- of philosophy. I think it's like a view of your reality, and you know maybe the reality of what you think maybe is after or I don't know because I it, it can get that's why I'm saying it's slippery because it can be like a philosophy is like a. I mean, you can have your own personal philosophy, like mm. I believe in always doing the right thing, mm-hmm. or something stupid mm-hmm. like that. Well, that's mm-hmm. not stupid, but um, or like more of like a moral. Because uh, I'm what I sounds like more of like I'm saying more of a morality. Well, that's where like I think that was something else I was gonna uh, mention too. I'm glad you did. You're just, just like where do we get our morals from? You're welcome. If you're not a religious person, you know, which a lot of people aren't today. Yeah. Well, um, true. And that's like where going back to like the original comment of in some sense, you can think of this as being like unnecessary or not practical, but in another sense, like is having exposure to some of the great philosophical thinkers and theories actually super practical for people in terms of just to your question, Tom, like what is your philosophy? If you're exposed to more of what did Immanuel Kant think about this? What did this, you know, these can be, intellectual frameworks through which you can actually make decisions right like it doesn't have to be right like the ivory tower nonsense whatever it's like a lot of it can be very practical in terms of like how and i guess that's what this book is about this aristotle's way is like taking some of the very complex thinking to say how could this help you guide the way you communicate with people how can this help you guide your friendships and things that ultimately we're all doing either way Right. So you can either yeah, do it in a right. mindful way and with a structured sort of approach, or you can do it haphazardly. Oh, but right, as it comes. And I yeah. think right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so you're I right. think there's I think there's actually a ton of value in like getting exposure to it, even in a non academic way, if there's a way to, you know, bring it into you know, the terminology or the the whatever that, that applies day to day to say, Hey, I'm this is a this is a big decision I'm making, and I want to know like the idea of like ontological teleological is that the the ends justify the means Whoa. and all that stuff, right? Like those are Whoa, those yeah. are things that you can Back actually use when you are faced with train. like a big decision. 
Um, the brakes on those words. Yeah, bud. sorry. You said a couple words. Yeah. Teleological. Bring it back. For the but anyway, you said teleological. The... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry to derail. The, I, no, it's okay. No, but yeah, I'm just that, saying. That, that, I'm just that, saying. That like, a good point. Yeah. So, yeah. but then as it relates to religion, it's an interesting question because, like, what is the relationship between religion and philosophy? Like, right. A religious philosophy is that a thing? There's a book called uh, "The Perennial Philosophy" by Aldous Huxley that I. I just own it. I haven't read it, but um, sweet story. And it, it's about just the different. I think it's about religion and how it pertains to like philosophy. They they so, have to be pretty much linked, philosophy. I guess, in some sense. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I think so. Because like that's is this like well is, Buddhism? Is the idea I feels that, like, like a really big. It feels like more philosophy than religion. That's true. People often refer to like Buddhist philosophy. Yeah, like they use that term. So yeah, that's. And can you dropped Confucianism earlier in the yeah. pod? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Taoism, Taoism. Oh, I love Taoism. Is that's kind yeah, of like yeah, a yeah. Wu Wei man? Thing. Yeah, there's the philosophy of Wu Wei, which is like just go with the flow. I hmm. I was wondering too as we were talking, like how much of philosophers' ideas, obviously they're like critiqued, mm-hmm. you know, like on a huge scale by like anyone who has exposure to them, really. But yeah. like when it when their ideas like first kind of like gain popularity. I wonder how much of it is like because of the idea or because of the personality of the philosopher as well. Like it has to be the idea. It's sort of a silly question. Mm -hmm. I think like, I don't think, I don't think, I think it depends. um, Good ideas would spread like and, and stand the test of time. um, But some bad ideas have definitely spread like wildfire. So I think that's true. There is a piece of the personality. Hitler Hitler was a very charismatic, Like yeah. you, that, that would be probably the the best example of someone who had terrible ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> talk about it, talk about the, the Overton window. That was outside of the Overton window. Yeah, sometimes it's a good yeah. reason that things are outside the Overton window. I think. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't mean everything needs to be brought that's into true. the window. Correct. Nice. It, it, that just, was a nice just, little thing for us. Come it's just, to my window. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's just good to it, it's good to be aware <laughs> that that's a possibility. That Mm-hmm. Or like the of the window. I'm to curious. Think about like, things. would we be better off if we all had like, if if you asked to your question, like, what's your philosophy? If that was a question that people could more readily answer, do you think we'd, we'd be, be in a better society, society? You think? Straight up, because people would then if think they about could it. Answer like, what is like your if philosophy? someone said, "What is your philosophy?" and then you could speak in a oh. sort of intellectually structured way to this is the philosophy that I adhere to and here's how it guides my decision making and my life choices and things like that versus I mean and it's not to say that like one overarching philosophy has to apply to every single thing it's probably that's why there's so many philosophers and so much right. you know different right. schools of thought on different things because you know maybe certain philosophies apply better in specific situations and but even if it was like about big mm. decisions how did you decide to do yeah. this major decision, yeah. what I'm twenty percent Kant, thirty percent Buddhism. Ev- yeah, there uh, you go. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think everyone has a philosophy. They Can't just might not be able to articulate yeah. right um, what yeah. it is. Yeah. And I think it, to Eddie's point, I think our society would be better if people could articulate it because because then they lay it out for themselves, mm-hmm. and then they might, if they laid it out, they might say they might see. Or if like, like it, even if you could just observe your own, as it were, even your haphazard one, like, yeah. oh, I yeah. can see that my part of my philosophy is to just always get the last word in or always be yeah. the joker and not take things seriously and whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's actually not a great way to 
increase my own like enjoyment of life. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. just shying away by joking all the time. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Hmm. That's not my philosophy, by the way. Well, yeah, yeah. Just whoa. Although I am funny. I do. I do think humor just, is whoa, important. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Folks. No, but I think it's. I think it's right. Uh, like if you could look at it and have some kind of. Look that's at, my philosophy. Thanks a lot. Look at your patterns. <laughs> yeah. Um, of decision making and stuff like that, and realize like what, even if it is haphazard or subconscious, which most likely it is for most of us, then um, at least observing that, and even that actually yeah. ties to the mindfulness thing of like, are you aware yeah. of how you make decisions, um, and how right. you react? Mindfulness to is probably a good philosophy. We're like definitely like. I think that's a great question for the listeners. Yeah. What's your philosophy, Add yeah. us, folks? Tweet us. Think about tweet it. Tweet us. Well, or yeah. email us because. It, it's hard to do it in 280 characters, maybe. I feel like it, I, if I really sat down and like I, yeah, really answered that question yeah, for myself, mm-hmm. I bet I'd change it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd bet, I, bet, right. I bet there are some things that probably are, you know, if you, if you earnestly mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. What is um, your philosophy? There are probably some things that I would, I would analyze and be like, yeah, I don't, that, that just don't make sense. We've never done this, but we have a little homework for the listeners, I think, here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious Honestly, for my, for ourselves too. Man? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I need to. I want to ask myself that question. Yeah, what is my philosophy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is also? Maybe I'm that's... still curious about what's the alien's philosophy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this question doesn't apply just to humans. Yeah. This question is also going to our alien listeners to the ether. I mean, our alien listeners. If we're going to take the alien question <laughs> just one step further here, um, <laughs> in theory, there's lots of different, you know categories of aliens so they may all have their own different philosophies there may not be one singular alien philosophy well even in one yeah. um a, a species of alien they probably yeah. have different like yeah, us exactly exactly yeah so, so the answer to what the alien yeah we don't want to exactly exactly we want to respect the aliens and their diverse ways of thinking correct yeah right. um yeah. <laughs> what do you think also like what was the fire festivals guys philosophy <laughs> is that a good one for us to adhere to? I think that's as it's, haphazard as it gets. Lie to myself first, <laughs> trick trick myself, and then trick other people. Oh my god! Wow, it's it's you, you can't go wrong. No, because actually, fire—the other fire we talked about—is kind of a philosophy in a way, an economic. What, philosophy. What do you think, people Personal, who pursue yeah. a career in adjunct professory? Mm-hmm. What do you think what, their, their philosophy, philosophy Well, what if they're a philosophy professor? An adjunct oh philosophy God. professor. Adjunct. What is that philosophy? <laughs> What's going on there? Yeah. I don't they, know. Question hmm. for the ages. It really knowable. It, it, once you start <laughs> diving into like philosophers' ideas yeah, and yeah. stuff, they're real brain busters. Oh, for sure. They are. They can, That's why it's so fun. It's fun. See, we, right. we didn't have anything prepared. We could have actually gone into a few. would have been fun, but... It's it's yeah. something you can do in your leisure time. I think we time. can come back because fl- our topic so far is so broad. We can always come, yeah. p- come back and dive in a little. I bit. I think we covered everything I in philosophy, though. We pretty much got all the different famous philosophers, all the theories. <laughs> we pretty much buttoned it up for people yeah. here. We in dropped about a bunch minutes. of names, yeah. So I think we did. <laughs> we we chopped like three <laughs> philosophers' names. <laughs> in like an hour and a half. <laughs> here's here's some modern ones. Okay. Martha Nussbaum. Oh yeah. Oh Cornell, Nussbaum. Cornell West. Cornell, oh yeah, yeah. I know that guy. Okay. Great yeah. one. Sla- Slavoj uh, Zizek. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure, um, sure, sure. Love him. He, I'm pre- I think I've seen videos of him talking a lot about like um, uh, narcissism. Oh, okay. And the role of narcissists in in today. 
Um, I think there's some interesting stuff that he's. I think I I could be wrong yeah. though. Uh, Gayatri Chakrov. It doesn't let me finish that one. <laughs> uh, Spivak. Uh, Judith Butler. Mm-hmm. Gusu. Thomas. Nature. Yeah, you guys or, get the point. Um, just in, if, in case you wanted to look up some. <laughs> so we have badly pronounced. Uh, also, Jordan Jordan Peterson. Oh, there oh, we go. Oh, yeah. Can't, you, know, you, you can't have a complete modern philosopher list. Not, yeah, you need, you need JP. Always need a little JP. I, JP. I feel like a lot of modern philosophy is like, it's it's hard to get into because it's so, it, uh, I don't know, it's it's based in a lot of, like what I mean modern philosophy, I mean like modern philosopher, philosophers, like if you read some of their work, I think they need the mm-hmm. like really precise language for what they're trying to talk about, but it can make it difficult to uh, dive into. To mm-hmm. absorb. Yeah. They, well, according to Eddie's book, Aristotle's Way, they're all just re- regurgitating I was, what Aristotle I was going to say, like, to some extent, and I, I don't know, but it seems like if these are truly universal human themes that have been explored now for hundreds or longer years, right? at some point you have to be so hyper-specific or so you know, niche in your thinking in order for it to be novel, that it's going to become Nietzsche. a little bit so Nietzsche in your thinking that it's going to be a little bit. <laughs> I'm feeling a little Nietzsche today. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's, that's complete wild conjecture. I have no idea. That's definitely well outside well, of my realm of knowledge. There's probably yeah. things that haven't been uncovered. So like anyway. what's the aliens philosophy? That could be a novel. What's your thing. philosophy? What c- things can you uncover? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. These are the questions. Yeah, what is your philosophy? Yeah. And what and give us okay. new thoughts. Anybody? No, you got it. Anybody? Come on. Anyone? Uh, Come on. Mm-hmm. Anybody? Well wait. <laughs> let's just have like let's have like fifty minutes forever. of silence at the end of this pod. And so yeah. people can just fill Questions, it. comments, wild ravings, vicious attacks. <laughs> I had a professor that used to say that all the time. <laughs> that's weird. <that's cool>. Really? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Nice. All right. Well that's it for the wild Shout conjecture out to all the pod. Out there. We love you. Yeah. Thanks, folks. Check us out the next time we have this. See you next week. Yep. At us. Bye. Bye. Bye.